0: Howdy, folks. Welcome to A Green Way Forward, the show where we have weekly conversations on building a peaceful, independent, revolutionary political power through the Green Party and other allied movements. I'm your host, David Cobb. And it with that, Hat tip to Gil Scott Heron, we know that the revolution will not be televised, but it can be brought to you over sources of non-corporately controlled information, analysis and programming. So if you value this podcast and this video, make sure to go to the the website, agreenwayforward.org, sign up, you can sign up for new episodes, different platforms, because we know that the corporate media is never going to allow conversations like this to take place. So we need you, the viewer, listener, uh, to share that website a greenwayforward.org with your family and friends and, and others, and let's help to distribute this. If you're watching live on Facebook, please share this stream on your own Facebook wall. If you're listening to us on a podcast, make sure to share that podcast. On this week's program, we're actually going to do do two in one, if you will. Uh, The first is a conversation about Florida and specifically the tragedy, the absolutely horrific uh, mass shooting uh, that was perpetrated uh, by Nicholas Cruz and of course, uh, we have to begin by just expressing our horror, uh, our sadness, uh, the, the fact that it is in fact uh, a tragedy. We also, though, have to take a moment to say it's really time to get uh, have a conversation about the fact that we are living in a society that is so drenched in in violence, is so drenched in racist, sexist domination, and a society obsessed with both violence and guns. Uh, And one part of the story that has not been covered is the fact that Nicholas Cruz was in fact uh, an avowed racist, homophobic, anti-Semite. And he had displayed those views obsessively. I'll ask executive producer Michael O'Neill to drop that link in. If you're watching uh, a video, you'll be able to take a look uh, at a report from CNN that actually uh, describes the private Instagram group chat uh, where Nicholas Cruz repeatedly espoused uh, these sorts of views. And I think it's important that we understand that the comments that, uh, that were left here on his YouTube channel uh, in private Instagram groups uh, actually reflect that this is something that was not only known to those around him, had been reported to various officials, but that it is so common and so frequent that horrific tragedies like this are going to happen. The reality is that we have uh, a situation in our society and in our culture where we have a toxic mix of toxic masculinity, uh, obsession, uh, with race and violence and guns, guns, guns. Um, now, uh, the, the, the reality is that Nicholas Cruz was specifically spewing hatred and literally using the N-word, talking his, about his hatred of Jews and immigrants. Uh, racism was a constant repeated theme uh, in what he was talking about. He specifically uh, talked about making America great again. And the hatred that he and others espoused literally went unchallenged. Uh, he talked about killing Mexicans, keeping black people in chains, talked about cutting their necks. Uh, there are literally hundreds of such racist message uh, and racist memes and racist Instagram videos that were posted in the group. And the point is, this backstory is actually not being talked about. And what? I believe Nicholas Clues represents is yet another symptom of the emerging fascism that is actually beginning to take place uh, in this country. And I, um, I don't think that there is any way, shape, or form that we can't come to this. And Michael tells me that we have a commenter claiming that Florida was a, quote, false flag operation. That is false. That is incorrect. It is so obvious that this is actually happening. And with all due respect for those people who are insisting that this was a false flag or that Sandy Hook was a false flag. uh, I suggest to you that you are looking for some uh, evidence of a conspiracy that doesn't exist. The reality is that there are plenty of conspiracies that are in fact factual and true, but to say that this horror didn't happen, uh, I, I can't even begin. So I smack that down. Uh, it is not true. It is uh, outrageous. It is it is frankly a vile approach to take when people are mourning the murder uh, of their children, of their sisters and brothers, uh, and the, the the data is overwhelming. So uh, you know, it is it is almost impossible for me to really wrap my head uh, around folks who are rushing. Uh, to call this a false flag when there is so much evidence uh, uh, of this actually happening. I also want to talk about the fact that Cruz specifically talked about hating uh, gay people wanting to quote, shoot them in the back of the head. And the fact that white women who were involved in interracial relationships uh, were called quote, traitors. What I'm getting at here folks is that Nicholas Cruz is clearly a mentally ill person. He is clearly damaged. Uh, he had an arsenal of weapons. All of these things are true. What I am also talking about is that he was at, at, at we know for a fact, in, cr- incredibly inspired by white nationalism and white supremacy, uh, explicit white supremacist groups. Now, We don't know yet whether Cruz himself was part of a white nationalist or a white uh, supremacist group, but we do know that he was using the rhetoric and the language repeatedly of these groups, which is the reason that Mel Figueroa and I are traveling around the country doing these movement school for revolutionaries. And again, if you're interested in that, Drop us a line in the comment or hit us up and uh, at a greenwayforward.org and we'll follow uh, we'll follow up with you about that. And Emily writes in to say mental illness may be latching on to the alt right fascism. Emily, thank you so much because that was literally where I was trying to to go in this conversation is the recognition that. The the fascist movement in this country is literally trolling for people like Nicholas Cruz. Uh, they are literally looking uh, for these sorts of folks like Dylan Roof. They are reaching out using 8chan, using uh, the 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 these the, the, the sort of uh, message boards, trying to find disaffected and dis and mentally ill people. As a way to to see their hatred and their violence, I think you're absolutely right about that, Emily, and that's part of the reason why we have to actually talk about this, expose it. Uh, you know, the one of the things that executive producer Michael O'Neill was pointing out is that so many people. Um, uh, will critique the thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers uh, response anytime this comes over. And uh, to be clear here on A Green Way Forward, we too know that thoughts and prayers are an ineffective response uh, to the tragedies uh, uh, that we're seeing not only in Florida, but again, there are h- literally hundreds of school shootings and hundreds more uh, of mass shootings like this and the, the kind of violence and guns that we're seeing. But what I do want to say is this: Unless we actually have a deeper critique of our society and our culture as it relates to both violence and guns uh, and a system that's creating this, then uh, then we're we're also, we're not being much more effective. I mean, uh, I am very glad to see the students beginning to march on the National Rifle Association. Uh, they are b- beginning to make demands for for uh, appropriate, sane gun control legislation in this country. That is absolutely a positive step. I support that. And, not but, and we have to go deeper still. We actually have to go about doing the work of creating a culture where people feel valued, people feel invested uh, in their uh, neighbors, where we literally recognize the 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 power and uh, the beauty uh, and, the, and the positive that a genuine, pluralistic, multicultural society gives to us. Because as we sit now, we know that we are living in a society that is creating more Nicholas Cruz's, more Dylan Roof's. Uh, I also appreciate the comment that we just got that says we're getting that the FBI knew about this, why didn't they do anything uh, kind of comments. Again, you know, uh, that is a fair question. I'm uh, also beginning to understand that some of that was beginning. And what I'm getting at is there is simply uh, uh, too many examples of this kind of vitriol uh, beginning to happen. So uh, to me, it's time for us to have a serious conversation uh, about violence, about gun violence, but also about a culture that is actually uh, creating the overall toxic soup in which we're living. Zadok writes in to say removal of liberties is not a good idea. Look, I completely agree with that. I don't uh, uh, believe that uh, removing somebody's liberties is a good idea. I also don't think that anybody has a right to semi-automatic uh, weapons uh, and you know, I say that as a gun owner myself, I'm a responsible gun owner, uh, but nobody has a right to a semi-automatic gun. Uh, and the the reality is that the United States of America is the only country in the world that actually sees these sorts of things happening on a consistent basis. Uh, and this sort of, uh, uh, you know, I don't know how to say it, but obsession that some people have with guns, 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 and more guns and bigger guns, is actually part of the problem. Uh, and I actually and I actually write like what Bill writes in to say, disarm the police first, then we can talk about the citizens. Bill, I, I think you're onto something there because I think that it's uh, important to recognize that in most of the industrialized world, uh, the domestic police do not actually, uh, are not armed at all, in fact, Here's something that most people don't don't know, but that in the barracks of, uh, of army and marine bases, the soldiers do not walk around with guns themselves. Uh, the guns are actually kept locked away in armory and only the military police carrying uh, a sidearm, a Beretta are actually armed. Uh, so th- again, this idea that somehow guns, guns, and more guns make us more safe is actually, uh, uh, frankly, crazy. Now, uh, so uh, again, folks, I want to thank everybody for uh, writing into your comments who are watching live on Facebook. I want to thank those of you who are listening in. And I want to remind both viewers and listeners that if you are appreciating this program, go to the website, agreenwayforward.org and sign up so we can continue to create and produce this content and help us distribute this content because this content is not being uh, brought to you over corporate uh, airwaves or corporate broadcasting systems. It's up to ordinary people to actually share it. I also uh, want to, at this point, shift because there is another topic that's on my mind here on A Green Way Forward, and that topic is Russia, 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 because As you know, there is an ongoing narrative being driven by the corporate media and the Democratic Party leadership and uh, the Republican Party leadership about allegations of Russian interference in our elections. So before I get to that specific uh, topic, I do wanna just actually take a moment to observe the long history of the US interfering with elections in other countries. Uh, because the, the, um, the, the, the history of the United States government and uh, our foreign policy uh, uh, really based on empire is something that I don't think that, uh, that we talk about enough. You know, one of the, the most infamous episodes involved the prime minister uh, uh, of Iran in the 1950s uh, whose government was literally replaced by an authoritarian monarchy by the CIA. Uh, we also had the assassination of Congolese uh, leader Patrice Lumumba in 1961. We had the violent overthrow of socialist Chilean President Salvador Allende uh, in 1973, uh, uh, set aside and, in, and a ruthless military uh, dictator uh, put in his place by the CIA, of course. I'm talking about Augusto Pinochet. For decades, uh, these actions were were totally considered acceptable and part of the so-called Cold War that the United States government uh, was active in. You know, the, it was literally schemes hatched by people like John Foster Dulles and History, uh, Henry Kissinger. Uh, remember, of course, Kissinger still roams free to this day. Uh, and John Foster Dulles has had an airport named after him, uh, for goodness sake. Uh, and oh, by the way, I could actually talk about more because uh, in 1954, uh, Guatemala's left wing president, uh, uh, Jacobo Arbenz, was uh, overthrown. Uh, And why? Because he had the audacity to challenge the vast control of the United Fruit Company uh, that they were literally taking control over the laws uh, of the country of Guatemala. And, uh, you know, the, the all I'm getting at is there is a long history in the United States of not only engaging uh, in influencing elections, but actually violent overthrow uh, of government. And I really think that uh, that it is important for us to actually start any conversation uh, about what may have and either did or did not happen in 2018 to put it into Proper context. So let's be very clear uh, about the fact that a green way forward, we're going to start this conversation with an acknowledgement uh, of the horrific empire of the United States of America uh, and the long sordid history of US interference, not only in elections, but literally military coups and CIA uh, operations. Uh, Christine writes in to say it was really disgusting to see how certain media outlets mischaracterized Jill Stein's MSNBC interview. I have not been to the U.S. in over a decade, but people seem much crazier there nowadays, end quote. Well, Christine, you're right about that. and I would encourage folks to actually take a look uh, at the MSNBC interview with Alex Witt that Jill Stein gave yesterday, Sunday, February 18. Uh, Jill was trying to actually just lay out uh, some of the things that we're laying out, and Alex Witt completely interrupted her. She did not uh, allow Jill to actually lay out the case, uh, and uh, you know, at the uh, w- what we're actually seeing through that process is how the corporate media only allows Greens uh, occasionally on to try to create us as a straw man that they will destroy. And kudos to Jill Stein for standing up uh, to the corporate media and interrupting that narrative. Uh, Michael writes in to say, "I don't trust black box voting machines. Do you? Of course I don't. I'm." In 2004, as the Green Party presidential nominee, I actually demanded a recount in Ohio and uh, New Mexico and Nevada and several other states helped to launch uh, an election integrity movement to try to eliminate the use of uh, DREs or so-called black box voting machines. I believe, uh, as does the Green Party's specific position, that we should be voting on paper ballots, that we should be having mandatory uh Uh, uh, audits of all elections and in any close election, usually something like 0.05% or less, uh, any election that close should be subject to a state paid mandatory full hand recount. So that's the position uh, that I and others take as it relates uh, to so-called black box voting. Uh, So this whole notion of shouting Russia, though, I think is important that we understand that this is literally part of a Democratic Party tactic of using the Kremlin uh, and red baiting as a way to try to silence uh, any critics. And for this, I'm going to uh, ask Michael O'Neill to drop into uh, the comments section Uh, An article from Glenn Greenwald of The Intercept that that he wrote back in 2016, where he called it a frequent weapon of the Democrats throughout the entire 2016 election. And what was really interesting there is uh, at that time, uh, Glenn Greenwald was predicting already and pointing out uh, that there was uh, an insuit that anybody, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, Jill Stein, Gary Johnson, Anybody who criticized Hillary Clinton uh, was immediately described to be a Putin puppet. Uh, and I think that the, uh, the Clinton campaign, Hillary Clinton herself said, quote, the depth of Trump's relationship with the Kremlin is revealing by the day. Uh, you know, uh, they must be answered, etc." And Democrats cheered wildly while all of this is, is going on. What I'm getting at is that the idea, the, the Russia trope is something that has been used and is continuing to be used. It is a warmed-over version of the Red Scare, uh, and it's really a smear tactic. Uh, and at, at that time and even to this day, there hasn't been a single shred of evidence that connected... Uh, Jill Stein or Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump, for that matter, uh, to any uh, 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 of, the, uh, of the Russians uh, who have been accused so far uh, uh, of attempting uh, to use social media uh, to influence folks. So I really want to say that it may, in fact, be true uh, that, uh, uh, that there was some level of uh, interference on the part of the Russian government, but there has so far not been any uh, evidence of collusion. And this narrative of Russia, Russia, Russia uh, is something that actually uh, needs to be challenged. I especially like Josh writing in to say, would Russian interference even be a problem if we had ranked choice voting or instant runoff voting or proportional representation? It's a good question, uh, Josh. I can tell you this. At uh, a Greenway Forward, we are believers in supporting a complete restructuring of the U.S. society. Uh, we need new social, political, and economic institutions. Uh, and we need to democratize elections in the United States of America. What we in the Green Party and we at A Greenway Forward support is the use of ranked choice voting anytime you're electing somebody that can, there, where there can only be one winner. We also want proportional representation so that independents and uh, alternative political parties can actually uh, get an opportunity to get into the halls of Congress and the state legislatures. We also support full publicly funded elections to get all special interest money out of the electoral process. We understand that roads and schools and uh, water systems should be public uh, and their public infrastructure. We should think of elections in the same way, folks. We should understand that we need to invest in the infrastructure of our own elections with full publicly funded elections. But it doesn't stop there because there are also um, a need uh, uh, to have access to both the ballot and to the debates. We need uh, to end the the disenfranchisement uh, of folks uh, based on... uh, Uh, criminal convictions because we know the racist nature uh, of our criminal justice system and also uh, how classist our criminal justice system is. It's literally a way to disenfranchise uh, poor people, uh, both white, brown, and black, but also a way Uh, to disenfranchise specifically uh, young men of color. Black and brown uh, men are incarcerated at wildly higher rates. So, you know, Josh, I agree ranked choice voting would be a step in the right direction, completely support it, uh, and want to say that we should also be pushing for a broad change in our electoral system. Uh, Pete writes in to say, oh no, there are fakes on the internet does this mean the Nigerian prince won't be sending me money? Pete, I got to say uh, your your quip uh, wins the award of the day. Uh, your sarcasm is literally dripping through the digital uh, medium. Uh, and I regret to inform you that yes, there are in fact fakes on the internet. Yes, it is true uh, that the Nigerian is not going to be sending you money. And I want to remind you of this, folks, that the Uh, indictment itself that just came down is so flimsy. And it basically shows 17 Russians spent $100,000 on ads. Compare that to $564 million that the Hillary Clinton campaign spent just on Facebook ads. Compare that to the $231 million in Facebook ads that others spent. And that's just Facebook. Over a billion dollars was spent on this election, a hundred thousand dollars being spent uh, on this to try to influence people. And take a look at it, folks. The the, the ads are really amateurish and, and quite uh, quite ridiculous. The point I'm making is the establishment liberal media is is repeating a Trump loves Putin. Uh, Jill Stein is a Putin puppet. Uh, and the Trump administration's own national defense strategy wants to expand the Cold War against Russia and China. Both major parties are supporting a bloated military budget. They are reinstituting a new Cold War. This is a fully bipartisan effort on the part of both Republicans and Democrats alike, uh, and the, the CIA and the Defense Department and the deep state are literally engaged in a full on propaganda machine. So don't be fooled by all of this. Now, uh, I do actually support the idea of trying to understand exactly what did happen in the last election, but I refuse uh, to get caught up in this massive narrative uh, of trying to paint either Jill Stein or Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump or anybody else as the enemy because we had the audacity to challenge Hillary Clinton. Because when you get right down to it, folks, that's really what this argument is, that anybody who did not fall in line behind the neoliberal agenda of Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party leadership uh, is a problem. And I want to say this, if we really want to talk about Uh, fraud in our elections, we should actually take a look again at the Democratic Party primary and the fact that we have incontrovertible evidence that the Democratic Party National Committee literally cheated Bernie Sanders out of the primary. Now, I was a Jill Stein supporter all the way, make no mistake about it. But if anybody really wants to talk about election fraud, there's actually objective evidence uh, about election fraud ha- taking place in the Democratic Party primary. And before people go around shouting Russia, Russia, Russia and election fraud that way, I recommend that we actually take a look at our own internal policies, our own reality here in this country and come to terms with the fact that we are literally living in a country where the it, we do not have democratic processes. In fact, what we have is at best, a Disneyland version of democracy. Uh, What we have is a country that purports to be democratic, but it is not, it is actually an oligarchy. Uh, We have the rule by a small ruling elite. I wanna remind you that the word democracy itself comes from the Attic Greek. Demos means the people, kratia means rule or power. So literally the word democracy means the people rule or the people have the power to create their own society. But at the end of the day, we, the people, are actually shut out from our own government. We are shut out in almost every single way from being able to participate. But we, the people, actually do have power if we exercise it. Uh, And that's the reason that I'm encouraging you get involved in local community organizing efforts, in your own local community where you live, work, and play. Get involved in your local green Party. get involved in your state Green Party. Don't accept the myth that there are only two parties in this system. You know, I don't think that elections are the only way to do change, but I do know this, that if we don't actually build a mass movement that is broad, deep, conscious, and politically educated, and build an alternative political party to actually continue that movement, we're not going to be able to create the world that we want to live in. I want to thank you, the viewer, the listener, so much for being part of this program. I want to thank executive producer Michael O'Neill for all that he does. And I want to remind you, please go to the website, agreenwayforward.org. You can sign up for our email newsletter. You can get this podcast. You can get video samples of this. You can help distribute this program across various uh, social media platforms. Let's create the peaceful, just, democratic, and ecological, sustainable society that we so richly deserve and so desperately need. Peace.